So Ephesians 2 verse 6. Go through one, one verse back, verse 5. One verse back. Let's see where we are at. But God. Say with you, but God. So Paul had a revelation and he continually wanted to bring it forth to the church. To say that there is this mystery that is available to us. Remember, Paul was taken up into the third heavens. Are you guys with me? And he was told revelations and mysteries and secrets that he was not even allowed and was not lawful or permitted to him to even utter out of his mouth the things that he has seen. And he came back and he said, there is a mystery. Can you guys hear me in the back? There is a mystery that I need to unfold. And he said, this mystery has been hidden for ages, for many ages from the church and from the world, from everyone. And then this mystery says, but now has been revealed. Meaning something that was once hidden is now opened up and unfolded to the body of Christ. Meaning it is available for you to tap into, to have access into the sod, the mysterion, the secrets. The sod is a similar word to yod. The yod of God is the hand. The secret of God is in His hands. You are the secret of God that the world has not known that was going to come. Because if they would have known that they would crucify the Lord of glory, they would have never done so. Why? Because the moment that they crucified Him, He was a corn of wheat that fell to the ground and He gave birth to many sons. So if they would have known that God had a secret in His hands, it is the counsel, the thought, and the secret of God. You are His thought. Are you guys with me? Long before the world was created, you were a thought in God's mind. That thought was God's imagination that then became a manifestation, a word. And when God spoke you, into existence. You went from a thought to a word. And when He spoke His Son, God is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Meaning in the beginning of all things was His Word. Not light. Say with me His Word. The Word creates light. The light doesn't create the Word. A lot of new ages want light first. And they say, but you know, we want to be enlightened. No, 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 no. I am enlightened by one thing. It is this word here. The Bible says, when His word is opened up to me, He brings forth light. At the entrance of His words, He gives light. Meaning that when this word enters you, light comes into you. There was four stages in Abraham's life where light came to him. I'm not going to get into it tonight. But four stages where his eyes opened. And every time his eyes opened, the Bible shifts him into a new phase of his life. The first one, he was given, he was promised a promise. But he had to have eyes to see. And you get to the last one and you see how prosperity and provision comes. But a lot of people are not able to see something Yet they can see, they can see in the natural, but they miss an opportunity. And they miss an opportunity because in the spirit, their eyes are closed. So God 
restrains their eyes from seeing an opportunity or seeing something. If you can catch tonight's message with this morning, you will need no counseling. The only reason a lot of people need counseling and need deliverance, and it is good, we do it, but it is because they haven't come to a full understanding of the knowledge and the finished work of Christ upon the cross. Why do we cast out demons? Because people believe in the law. Condemnation kills. Are you guys with me? Many of them are under the curse. The curse of the law is sickness, poverty, uh, uh, sickness, poverty, death, and uh, what is the other one? The curse of the law, sickness, death, poverty, sickness, death, and poverty. Three things, sickness, death, poverty. Say with me, sickness, say death, say poverty. Meaning the moment I am under the law, you will see these three things in my life. Sickness, death, poverty. Are you guys with me? It means the curse of the law is in somebody's life. Still operating. They're condemning themselves in their minds. Are you guys with me? Come on, many of you grew up in a church and that church told you you're not good enough or, you know, as when we preached salvation and we preached uh, uh, that you cannot lose your salvation. People wrote testimonies to us, came here in the church here afterwards to us, told us for their whole lives. They've been told they're going to go to hell. And they don't understand. They're serving Christ. They're serving God. But if they just miss one thing, they are going to go to hell. The gospel has been preached incorrectly. So I want the word to be correctly given in encounter. Listen, go back to the verse. Ephesians to where we were. But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us. Next verse. Even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive. Say with me, together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together. Say with me, together. So when Christ was raised, you were raised. Many are waiting to be raised in the future. No, no, no. When Christ was raised... You were raised and made us sit. Say with me, sit. Not walk or run. The word sit signifies rule and reign. Authority. To have dominion. Meaning to sit means that you have the ability to rest in an authority that God has given you. You don't work for something that has already been given you. You receive something that has already been given you. A lot of people are working for an inheritance that's already been given to them or they're waiting till they die to one day go into the city of glory. So the city of God. And made us sit together. So He raised us up together. He made us sit together. So we seated together in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. He raised us up. We are seated in heavenly places. Let's go to Revelation chapter number 21. Krugers just don't get tired on me right now. We're going to read just the Bible in context, verse after verse. I want to read to you who you are. 
that the church has hidden from you for ages. And as I said, we're not getting into eschatology. There are eight different types of eschatologies. That's just parts. We will teach that in Bible school. I'm giving you prophetically right now. Let's go to Revelation 21 verse 1. On Amplified, give me the Amplified version. Then I saw, I want you to listen with your spirit man tonight. Say with me, tonight I'm spiritual, not, not fleshly, not carnal. Your carnal mind cannot perceive the things of God. Paul said it, he says, the carnal man cannot receive the things of God. It is a spiritual man that can understand and discerns all things. So I know this morning, because we had a lot of visitors, that, um, you know, the word would go over people's heads. I, there's nothing I can do because I'm here to feed the larger group, which is those of you that are here, not, not those who are visiting. Those who are visiting, that's great. If you catch it, it'll be great. But I pray that the spirit of revelation will come to you. Because this word has to be opened up. It doesn't matter what preachers so-and-so is saying or what this ministry is saying or what this denomination. In America, they got all these denominations and they say, but this is my denomination. I don't care what denomination. I want to know what the word says. Are you guys with me? And number one interpretation of the scripture is for the word to interpret itself. The word to speak of itself. Meaning the word must interpret the word. Number one, not somebody's opinion or thought on it. What does the word say? Revelation 21 verse 1. Then I saw a new sky and a new earth. Now, whether this is future or not, that's, this is not a problem. This has been a debate for many thousands of years from when the book was written. Uh, 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 the book of Revelation was written and there was a, there's, a, there's a dispute on the date of the writing of Revelation as well. But he says, then I saw a new sky and a new earth. For the former sky and the former earth had passed away, vanished, and there no longer exist any sea. Next verse. The word sea there doesn't really mean sea. It is something totally different. And I saw the holy city. Say with you, the holy city. The new Jerusalem descending out of heaven from, a God, from, from God, all arrayed like a bride, beautified, and adorned for her husband. Are you guys with me? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for something here, so just give me a second. I'm going to read it again. I saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, Sabbath in New Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, all arrayed like a bride. So they're coming from above. James 3 verse 15. Just, 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 uh, just, uh, you don't have to put it on the screen. Let me just read it here. Let me just read it here. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly. Speaking of an earthly wisdom. Verse 17 says this. James 3 verse 17. But the wisdom from above from above is first pure, then peace-loving, then it is gentle, then it is reasonable. And let's go to John chapter number three. 
I think it is John chapter number three, verse three. John chapter number three, verse three. Jesus answered him, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you the truth, that a person, unless he is born again, so if he born again, which in the Greek means this, born from above, anew, from above, say with you, from above. Paul said in the book of Galatians, he said, the mother of us all, that is New Jerusalem. And he equated Abraham as our father of faith, Sarah as our mother of grace. And when we are born again, we are born from above. Say with you, from above. So all things that come from above is pure. So where does the mantle fall from Elijah to Elisha? From above. Where does the Holy Ghost, the Christos comes on Jesus when He was baptized by John? From above. Let's go back to Revelation 2 verse 1. 21 verse, 21 verse 2. And I saw this holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from above. All arrayed like a bride. Say with your bride beautiful and adorned for her husband. Let's go to the next verse. Now remember, we are at the second last chapter of the Bible. Are you with me? Are you, we are at the second last chapter of the Bible, second last chapter, the last book. Then I heard a mighty voice from the throne and I perceived its distinct words saying, see, read this with me, say, see, the abode. Read it. Content. And they shall be His people. Next verse. And God shall personally be with them and be their God. Now hold on. Is this future or is this now? I'm going to read it again. Then I heard a mighty voice from the throne and I perceived its distinct words saying, see, behold, the abode, say with you, the abode of God. Go with you to Ezekiel chapter number 37, verse 27. Ezekiel 37, verse 27. Be quick with the scriptures tonight for me because I'm going to flow in between them. My tabernacle or dwelling place also shall be with them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Let's look what Jesus said, John 14 verse 23. John 14 verse 23. Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, he will keep my words, obey my teachings, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home. So with me, abode, special dwelling place with him. You're not catching this tonight. Let's go to Romans 8.11. I hope you're not dead or you know all this stuff. Otherwise, you should be operating like it's no one's business. Romans 8.11. And if the Spirit of Him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells, so if He dwells, have its abode in you, then He who raised up Christ from the dead will also restore to life your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you, not who will dwell, who dwells in you. Revelation 21, go back to Revelation 21, verse 3. I pray that this word will pierce you. As I said, it's a prophetic message. 
Don't be confused about what churches and denominations everybody preached to you. Just listen to the voice of God. Then I heard a mighty voice on the throne and I perceived the distinct words saying, See. What was he saying to see? The voice was pointing to the new Jerusalem coming out of the sky. And he said, see the dwelling place of God. I made you very clear that God is not looking for a temple built with the hands of man, but a temple built by the hands of the living God. He no longer dwells in temples built by human hands. He dwells in you. Let's go to verse 4. And I shall be as God and they shall be my people. Now listen to this. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now it goes future, present, future, present. I want you to listen to this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. And the reason we know this hasn't taken place because death, but some theologians have a, have a dispute because they say the power of death has been broken. The second death. And death shall be no more, neither shall there be any anguish, sorrow and mourning. I believe this is a future state we're seeing here, right here in this verse. No grief, no pain anymore, for the old conditions and the former order of things have passed away. Next verse. But it goes back into your identity. And he who is seated on the throne said, say with me, see, I make all things new. Go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. The 2 Corinthians 5.17 does not say, Therefore, if any person be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. The fresh and the new has come. Put in the King James Version for me. Read it for me. Say, Therefore. with you all things. Go to Revelation 21 verse 5. He said, see, I make, behold, I make all things new. But Paul is saying, hey, anyone who is in Christ, behold, all things have been made new. All things come out of Him. He has put all things under your feet. Are you confusing to catch this? Is it, is it difficult? Let's go verse 6. Revelation 20. Stay and amplify it with me. And he further said to me, Say with me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Did he not say on the cross, It is finished. Another translation says, it is done. Why are we waiting for another done? Let's go to the next verse. Verse 7. He who is victorious shall inherit all things. Say with the all things. And I will be God to him and he shall be my son. Small s. 1 John 3 verse 2. Beloved, we are even here and now God's children. The King James Version says God's son. 
Say with me, here and now. Beloved, we are not a future coming. We are here and now. You are God's son. It is not yet disclosed what we shall be thereafter, but we know the year and now you are His Son. And when He comes and is manifested, we shall, as God's children, resemble and be like Him. For we shall see Him just as He really is. John 1 verse 12. But to as many as received and welcomed Him, He gave the authority and the right to become the children of God. Go Galatians 4, 5. I'm just giving you scripture tonight. You listen to, we listen too far to opinions. To purchase the freedom of ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who were subject to the law, that we might be adopted. Say with me, adopted. And have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons. So go to Revelation 21 verse 7. He who is victorious shall inherit all these things and I will be God to him and he shall be my son. What are we reading? We are reading verses to explain your current identity. Because you're waiting for a city to come down one day. We don't know if it is a glass city or a mystical city or a city built with stones. Yet God is saying, I am not going to dwell. I do not dwell in temples built with human hands. I build with temples built by the hands of God. But then he says, I see the city come out of, out of the heavens called the New Jerusalem, a bride adorned for her husband. Let's go to Revelation 21 verse 8. Or let's go to 21 verse 9. Let's go to verse 9. Then one of the seven angels who had seven bowls filled with seven final plagues, afflictions, calamities, calamities, came and spoke to me. He said, come with me. I will show you the bride. Say with you, the bride. The lamb's wife. Go to Ephesians 5 23. Are you with me? How many are following the Scriptures? If you have your Bibles, follow in your Bible. People say we must stick to the Word. We are sticking to the Word now. Verse 22. In the King James. Uh, uh, keep it in the Amplified, that's fine. 22. Listen to this. The Bible speaks about wives and husbands and it actually doesn't mean anything with wives and husbands right now. Paul is trying to make a point and I'll explain to you here. He says, wives, be subject, be submissive and adapt yourselves to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife as Christ is head of the church, himself the savior of his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in, every, in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So that means the church is Christ's bride. Are you guys with me? So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, that he might present the church to himself. So they present the church to himself as a bride, in, as himself in glorious splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such things, that she might be holy and faultless. 
verse 28. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and carefully protects and cherishes it, as Christ does the church. Because we are members, parts of his body. For this reason, a man, for what reason? Say with you, this reason. This, what he's saying for this reason, he's speaking about a mystery. He's saying because Christ has the church, for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Next verse. The mystery is very great, but I speak concerning the relation of Christ and the church. Are you guys with me? Paul is saying, I'm saying all of that, not actually to speak about husbands and wives. I'm actually speaking in relation to Christ and the church. He said, this mystery is very great. Another translation will tell you, this mystery is very deep. Meaning there are deep things in the words. But look at how simple it is. We're reading one chapter in Revelation. Are you guys with me? So let's go verse 10, Revelation 21 verse 10. 21 verse 10. So remember, we're just carrying on with Revelation. Then in the Spirit, He conveyed me away to a vast and lofty mountain and exhibited to me the holy, hallowed, consecrated city of Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. I'm going to read it. Put it in the King James Version. Let me, let me see what it says in the King James. Because otherwise it might be too much word for people. Are they changing it? Too much amplified, uh, too loud or something. <laughs> and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. So with your mountain. And show me, showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out from heaven above. Hebrews 12 verse 22. Let's see what Paul says. But you have come. Unto Mount Zion, put in the Amplified for me. Say, we have come unto Mount Zion. Not you are going to Mount Zion, church. Why are you so silent, the church here? Are you used to instruments or can we get the word out? Read it for me. Say, but rather, you have come. Does it say we are going to Mount Zion? He says, you have come, what is Mount Zion? Even to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless multitudes of angels, and a festival gathering, and to the church, say with you, the church, the assembly of the firstborn who are the registered citizens in heaven, and to God who is the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous, the redeemed in heaven, who has already passed on, who have been made perfect. Are you guys with me? And to Jesus, the mediator, the agent of a new covenant to the sprinkling blood, which speaks of mercy, a better and more gracious message than the blood of Abel did, which cried out vengeance. He said, there's blood that is speaking a greater message for you. Because what message is this? 
The blood is saying where you could not get near to me. It is sprinkled now and it opens up a way for you to get into the Holy of Holies. And by the blood, you have been brought near to Him. Are you guys with me? But say with me, we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. But Revelation 21 verse 10 says, Then the Spirit took me to a vast and lofty high mountain and showed me a holy city coming out of Jerusalem. But I thought you are a city. Are you guys with me? I thought you are a city on a hill. You are the light of the world. Jesus came and said, you are the city on a hill. It's not dropping yet, but we'll go on. Revelation 21 verse 11. Clothed in God's glory, in all its splendor and radiance, the luster of its resemblance, a rare and most precious jewel, like jasper shining clear as crystal. It had a massive and high wall with two large gates. And at the gates, there were stationed two, 12 angels. And on the gates, the names of the 12 tribes. I'm going to carry on reading verse 13. On the east side, three gates. On the north side, three gates. On the south side, three gates. And on the west side, three gates. And we can carry on reading. And he explains the city. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. Do you know your body... Do you know, say with me, 12 gates. Your body has nine gates at the moment. I'm not going to get into it. Your body has nine gates. The eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate, the nostril, nostril. I can get into the different gates. Your body has nine gates. Yet he's saying the city will have 12 gates. Are you guys with me? Lucifer had a breastplate that had nine stones. And when he had a breastplate that had nine stones, he was a priest of God, but he operated in nine stones. And when God came and he created man, he created a breastplate that carried 12 stones. And there were three stones that were missing and we taught on it and one of them were the prophetic. The Issachar, the sons of which was connected to the sons of Issachar, which I believe is the stone of the amethyst that was missing from the breastplate. One of them, there were three missing. But you see that Lucifer in his fallen state had nine stones. The human body in his fallen state has nine gates. But he says this city that is coming out of heaven will have 12 gates, which means there's a restoration coming when you receive your glorified body. Are you guys with me? So you see the scripture going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, explaining your identity right now. So we say, what do we say? We say we are a kingdom here and now, but not yet fully come. Meaning there's a restoration of things that is still going to take place. But you are on your way as a culmination there. And Paul was trying to say to the church to catch their new created identity. Because if you don't create your, catch your identity, church, things will be dead. He says, condemnation is going to be preached to you. You're going to be condemned. And when the letter is preached to you, you're going to receive death. For he says, Moses is preached, but I come to give you the spirit and life. 
Let's go on. Revelation 21. Where were we? Verse 14. Somewhere there. 15. And he who spoke to me had a golden measure reed, a rod to measuring the city and its gates and its walls. The city lies in a square. Its length being the same. And he explains all city. Let's go on. Let's go to, uh, let's go to verse 22. Let's go to verse 21. Read from verse 21. And I can get into Ezekiel and the river of God and all these things coming out of the city and the river that was measured. Because the river that was measured was measured the same way as the city that was measured. And he said, this river is flowing out of the temple. And in the New Testament, Jesus is saying that we have rivers flowing out of us. And are you not the temple of the Holy Ghost? Are you not God's building? Are you not the, are you not the garden of God? Are you guys with me? Revelation 21 verse 21, it says, And the twelve gates were twelve pills, each separate gate being built on one solid pole, and the main street, the broadway of the city. So the main street. See, there's no streets. There was one street. The main, so the main street. It's called the highway of holiness. Jesus Christ, who is the way. You can leave after tonight, it is okay. But there's no streets of gold in heaven that you're going to walk during streets of gold. No, there's one road, one highway of holiness. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. By me, no one can come to the Father unless they come through me. I am the door. I am the streets, the one road. And the main street, the broadway of the city was of gold as pure and translucent as glass. I saw no temple in the city for the Lord God omnipotent Himself and the Lamb Himself are its temple. And the city has no need of the sun or of the moon to give light to it for the splendor and radiance and glory of God to illuminate it and the Lamb is its lamp. Go to Isaiah 60 verse 19. Speaking about a people, speaking about us. The sun shall no more be your light by day, nor by the brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord shall be to you an everlasting light, and your God, your glory, and your beauty. Are you guys with me? We'll get back to Isaiah now. Let's go to Revelation 21 verse 24. Listen to this. The nation shall walk by its light and the rulers and the leaders of the earth shall bring into it their glory. Next verse. And its gates shall never be closed by day and there shall be no night there. Go Isaiah 60 verse 11. Wait, let's go read from Isaiah 60 verse 1. Say with me, arise from the depression. Let's put in, uh, let's put in the King James for this one. Or New King James, New King James for this one. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. What is he speaking about? He's speaking about you. Are you with me? He's speaking about Christ and then the people coming after him. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will rise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. 
Remember, it says the temple came out of the heavens, clothed in glory. Next verse. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Next verse. Lift up your eyes all around. Open your spiritual eyes and see they all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar. Your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. For there shall be no sea. Are you guys with me? Let's go on, next verse. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. The multitude of camels, say with me, camels. Wherever you see camels in the Bible is prosperity. The multitude of the camels shall come to your land, shall cover your land. The dromedaries of Midian and the Ephraim and all those of Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. Speaking of Jesus Christ when He was born. And the flocks of Kedah shall be gathered together to you. The rams shall minister to you. They shall ascend with, with uh, acceptance on my altar. And, will glory, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these who fly like a cloud and like doves to their roosts? Say with me, who are these that fly like a cloud? The Bible says Jesus shall come in a cloud. Who are these people that fly like a cloud. Who are these that are not only the Son of God, but they are the many brethren of the Son of God. They are firstborn of many. They are like Him. Next verse. Surely the coastland shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish will come first to bring your sons from afar. Their silver and their gold with them. To them the name of the Lord your God and to the Holy One of Israel. Because He has glorified you. The sons of foreigners shall build up your walls. And their kings shall minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you. But in my favor I've had mercy on you. Now listen to this. Therefore, your gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day or night that men may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles and the kings in procession. Let's go back to Revelation 21 verse 24. What does it say? Revelation 24, 21 verse 24. Read it for me. Say, and the nations. Next verse. Read that. So what temple is Revelation speaking about? He said there will be no night when Judas betrayed Christ. The Bible says when he turned away from him and he walked out, that it was night for him. But Paul says we are not of the night. We are of the day that we shall not miss the day of his appearing. For there will be no night in you. There will be light. Let's go on. Verse 26. What temple is he speaking about? John saw a revelation and an image of a people called the right hand company of God. 
Do you know why people can't move in miracles, signs and wonders? Because they don't understand who they are. They beg God for a miracle. They beg God for a healing. When they pray for somebody, they hope the person is going to get healed. They don't know that the person is going to be healed. Jesus never said, lay on the hands on the people and pray and ask me that I may heal them. He said, lay your hands on them and they shall recover. So people don't know their identity. So John is saying, I have this revelation of a people that is coming. Go, let's, let's go somewhere else also. see if I can find it. I'm looking for a verse, just give me a second. Where is it? Go with me to Isaiah nine, verse one. Zion 9 verse 1 in the New King James. Nevertheless, now listen to what the prophets prophesied. In fact, while I'm getting this, let me also. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed, as when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. And afterward, more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. He says, the Gentiles shall come because of your light, Isaiah says. Now he says, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death Upon them, so is he upon us, a lighter shines. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. He says, for there the darkness that happened, there's a people coming that is carrying light upon them. And then he says, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Hold on. Sonship has three things. Mm. Say with me, a child, say a son, and say a government. Jesus was born as a child. He came as a son, 
as the firstborn of many brethren, creating many sons into glory. And then because He created many sons, He came with a government. Are you guys with me? And the government will be upon His shoulders and His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Verse 7, Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and for every His kingdom, to order and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forever, even uh, from that time forward, even forever. So with you forever. So Isaiah is speaking about a kingdom that will come. He's speaking about a people that will carry light, which Isaiah is speaking about and Revelation is speaking about. But Isaiah isn't saying this is going to happen in 4,000 years from now. He isn't saying that when we're in the year of 2020, that still there's going to be a, you know, then, oh, no, no, no. He's saying this kingdom started when a child is born and a son is given and the government is put upon his shoulders. And then when Jesus stood in the temple to read Luke 4, 18, and He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Was the moment the Spirit of the Lord, the Christos came on Him to make Him to prophesy His fulfillment. And the Bible says He closed that scroll and He walked and He sat on a chair that was on the stage that was in the altar where they were. And that chair was reserved for one person only called the Messiah. And the moment He sat on the chair, He fulfilled prophecy. And He said, I am seated in heavenly places. It was when He sat in the chair that the Pharisees and the Sadducees became angry because they knew He was fulfilling prophecy or He was indicating that He is the Messiah. Are you guys with me? And Jesus is saying, not only am I seated in this chair, you are seated together with me in heavenly places. The moment you don't work your life or live your life from a place of rest, you are toiling, straining, trying to work. And when people don't know their identity, they continually have to look, look or work for something that is not there. So when they built the tabernacle, when the, in the, the Jewish synagogue, let me start to say the, the tabernacle, where Jesus, uh, when, 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 when He was on the cross, the Bible says that the veil was torn from top to bottom. That the, why did He tore the veil? Because He wanted to show what people think is behind there is never there. Are you guys with me? The same way Moses kept the veil on him because he didn't want to show that the glory was fading away. He didn't keep the veil on him to, to, for the people not to see. No, no, no. He wanted to keep the veil on so that people don't see that the anointing is fading or the glory is fading. Meaning Moses wanted to pretend to be righteous. So the law will bring a self-righteousness to people. And they will put a veil upon them. And they'll try to cover something that's not really there. And make people believe something is there that is not really there. So we have a veil. And Paul is saying, we do not preach a veil to you. For those have some has preached a veil to you. And he says, when they preach the veil, they preach Moses to you. But we have come to preach Christ. Because the veil is torn away. And we behold Him with an unveiled face. Beholding the glory of the Lord. 
as in a mirror. Say with me, a mirror, which means the glory is in you. And as we behold the glory, it is like looking at ourselves and we realize that we are the glory of God because He shared His glory with us. And we are no longer coming to Him with a veil, but the blood has brought us near and His flesh tore the veil, as I read this morning, to bring us close to Him. Are you guys with me? Where are we? Revelation 21, verse somewhere, 26. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations. Say with me, into it. Into what? That city. I'm preaching new creation realities. I'm preaching the duality. What am I doing? Every verse I'm speaking to you, you see how there's a people that has come. There's a people that is already here. We are waiting for something that Jesus said you already have. People confuse the first coming, the second coming, the third coming. We say the second coming because that is the big event, but actually theologically it is the third coming, theologically. Because He came to His disciples after He was crucified, He resurrected, and then He revealed and appeared Himself to them in His resurrected body. Are you guys with me? And He fulfilled of the bread eating. Because right before that He says, You shall not see Me, but in a little while you will see Me again. And in that little while we shall eat together. And the very, from that moment, he never ate with him again. Until the moment that he came and walked on the road of Emmaus like this. And he concealed them from seeing and knowing it is him. And he spoke the scriptures and he expounded him in all the scriptures to them. And he revealed himself in all the scriptures. And when they sat and they said, listen, come stay the night with us. This was in his resurrected body, but they couldn't see it was him. And the Bible says the moment they ate, the moment he took of the bread and he ate, where he said, I will no longer eat bread with you until you see me appear again. And the moment he took that bread and he ate it, their eyes opened and they realized it is him. And the Bible says their hearts were burning inside of them as he opened up the scriptures and they realized it was him who they're sitting with. That was the second coming. Now we see the third coming, which we see as the church as the second coming. Are you guys with me? And we preach the second coming. The only thing is that we are mixing scriptures that Jesus already spoke about to His disciples. And He said, in a little while, in a little while, I'm coming quickly. In a little while, you shall see me. But when you shall see me, there shall be many sons of glory. When you shall see me, it's not only I who will be the light, but you will be sons of light. I will go to my Father's house to prepare many dwelling places. And then he went to his father's house and he came back and he began to make many sons of glory. Meaning that the moment you receive him as your heavenly, the moment you receive him as Lord and you receive God as your heavenly father, when you give your life to Christ, the Bible says when your faith is put in him, you have been given the power to become sons of God children of God. Are you guys with me? So when I receive Him and I believe in Him, 
immediately I'm made a son of God. I am made the dwelling place of God. I am made the abode of heaven, which means it is not only the Holy Spirit in me, but it is the fullness of the Godhead bodily living in me. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That where I walk, Christ is walking. I am not Christ, but we are Christ. We are His body. He is His body and His head. Christ is both the body and the head. We are His body. Christ never left the earth. When He went, the Christos, the anointing came down and rested upon you. And He said, I have to leave so that many can come after me. So that when they say we want to see Jesus, they're not just looking for me as one person, but they can look into your eyes and to all of you and they can see Jesus. That when Peter, James and John preached with such boldness that they said these were uneducated and untrained men, that they had to be spending time with Jesus. Because when they looked at them, they saw the Son of God. Are you guys with me? Meaning, what is your identity? Say with me, a Son of God. Paul is saying you are a new created identity, a kinos creation, a new creation, never existed before. Now when Paul uses the phrase new, say with me new, it means kainos, which means it never existed. It's not something that was old and became new. It was something that never existed and was completely made new. And we see that word again with old wineskins, new wineskins. Something that was completely gone and completely new. And then we see that word again in the new earth and the new heavens. Something that was completely gone and completely made new. Which means that when the temple comes out of heaven, there is a created identity that you're going to walk in. And when John saw the temple, he didn't see a building. He saw a people, a congregation. He saw the church, the bride coming out of heaven. And He saw you walking and fulfilling. And He says, your gates will not be closed. He says, people will come and give you. And nations will go into it. Say, into it. That is why when you give, it shall be given back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men come and put into your bosom. When somebody gives, they have to give into a mantle. If you don't give into a mantle, it is when you don't reap. So, the prophets had a mantle, which was a prayer shawl. That's what some say. Some say it would be a prayer shawl. Uh, some say it was a rope. I believe more it was a prayer shawl, a very big type prayer shawl. Because we see when Elijah wanted to run, he had to pick up his mantle. He picked up his, he picked up his mantle. And he began to run as fast as Ahab's chariots. And as he picked up his mantle and he ran, he had the ability to handle his mantle correctly. Are you guys with me? And then it says, Luke chapter number 6 verse, I think it is 6 verse 6 or 6 verse 36. He says this, you don't have to put it up. Give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaken together, shall men come and give into your bosom. The word bosom means mantle. Are you guys with me? That's why Abraham's bosom. Uh, the old covenant saints, 
when they passed on, they went to a place called Abraham's bosom, called Abraham's mantle. It was a place. That is why a mantle is not only a cloth, it is a place. You can be in a church that doesn't have a mantle and it can't provide for, the, for a place. You can't find shelter underneath it. Are you guys with me? A mantle is determined by the size of your grace. A mantle is where people give into. But now listen to this. We were just reading Revelation 21. Now listen to this. Revelation 21 verse 26. Let me go to 26 again. They shall bring. Say with me, they shall bring. The glory and the honor of the nations into it. Into the city that is coming down. Into a people. You are a city on a hill. Let's go to the next verse. Are you guys with me? Let's go to verse 22 verse 1. Revelation 22 verse 1. And I'm speaking more of future and so on. But I want to speak about new creation identity. What is new creation identity? A new creation realities and identity. It is the duality of a Christian. It is that you are walking in heavenly places and you are walking on this earth. That you are seated in heavenly places as you are on this earth. That there is another person about you. And the more you become and receive revelation, you come into alignment with this other man, which is called the spiritual man. It is another one about you. The Bible says that when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul and rushed upon him, that he was changed into another man and he began to prophesy. Meaning there's another person upon you when the Spirit of the Lord begins to breathe upon you. But now Paul was saying, he says, in the old covenant, the Spirit had to come and move. But in the new covenant, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation completely. And then he goes on in Romans 8 verse 9, he says, but we are in the Spirit. Let's go to Romans 8 verse 1. Are you guys with me? And let's deal with the condemnation thing. Read this with me. Say, there is therefore. No. Stop there. As I always teach you that next verse, you, that next sentence you can scratch out of your Bible because it's not in the manuscripts. Many of the original manuscripts only says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Say with me, no condemnation. Paul was trying to get the understanding to the church and say, listen church, if you can understand the gospel of grace, this message of grace that I've received and trying to preach to you. And then he explains, he says, some will come and seduce you. Some will come and lie to you. They will bring the law. They will bring circumcision. They will tell you, you must do one, two, three to be either received by God or to keep God. He's saying, but I tell you, there is nothing you can do. That all requirements held against you has been wiped away. He says that in Christ, he said, I had this mystery, church, that Christ is in you the hope of glory, but that in Christ, you have no condemnation. Meaning I had a revelation, I was taken into the third heaven, and I saw this, and many scholars will tell you what Paul saw in the third heaven. John was allowed to release in the book of Revelation that we're reading to you now. Are you guys with me? Let's go to Revelation 22 verse 1. Then he showed me the river, so he the river, whose waters give life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. 
Turn with me to John 7 verse 38. Read this with me, church. Read this with me. He who believes. Turn it into the Amplified. Now remember in Revelation 22, what did he say? He showed me the river whose waters give life. Sparkling like crystal flowing out from the throne of God. If God lives in you, where is His throne? I know we don't want to think this deep, but Jesus said, me and my Father will come and make our abode, our dwelling, permanent dwelling in you. Not temporal, not partly and only happening fully. Like, no, no, no. We will live in you. Meaning God has a house and where He lives, not in heaven far away. We are in a new covenant. So you must stop getting into your room and praying, hoping that God comes down and say, I don't feel anything. He's wanting to come out of you. You, as there was a temple in the old covenant, He said, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are God's building. You are His permanent abode. Are you guys with me? Not every person on this earth, those who are, who have received Christ, He comes and makes His abode living in them. And He lives and dwells in them. And then there's a river that can flow out of them. For Jesus says, He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture says, from His innermost being, Say with me, innermost being. You have the outer courts, the inner courts, and the most inner courts in the tabernacle. And he says, out of your body, out of your most inner being shall flow, say with me, springs of rivers of living water. Go back to Revelation 22 verse 1. Look at the revelation that John got. Then He showed me the river whose waters give life, sparkling like crystal, flowing out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Next verse. Are you guys with me? Through the middle of the broadway of the city. It's over the broadway. What is the broadway? It's the highway. It's the highway of holiness. The one street, not many streets. Why am I so strict on this? We add things to the scripture that has never been there. If the Bible says street, it is a street and not streets. Are you guys with me? This one street is the highway of holiness. Jesus said, I am the way. So through the middle of the broadway of the city, also on either side of the river, so the river. So the street is the river and the river is the street. Now he's speaking of the future and restoration of all things and etc. Of the river was the tree of life with its 12 varieties of fruits. So the 12 fruits. How many fruits of the Holy Spirit is there? Nine. Are you guys with me? How many gifts are there? Nine. How many gates are there in the body? Nine gates. But there were 12 stones on the breastplate of the priest that God made. There were nine stones in Lucifer's breastplate. But there were 12, there were 12 stones 
in the breastplate of the high priest. That was the perfect order that was made. That was, we see the 12 tribes of Israel. So you see the number nine being judgment, but the number 12 being government everywhere in Scripture. So whenever you see nine, it is judgment. So why do we have nine gifts, nine fruits? It means that you see the, the judgment, you see that the things hasn't come to restoration yet. But he's saying where the tree of life is planted, there are 12 fruits that the tree will carry, which is the 12 tribes of Israel. Are you guys with me? So on either side of the river was the tree of life with its 12 varieties of fruit, yielding each month its fresh crop. And the leaves of the tree were of the healing and of the restoration of the nations. Now we can get into Ezekiel and the river that flows out of the throne, which flows out of you, will touch the nations and bring healing to the nations. Let's go to verse number three. There shall no longer exist there anything that is accursed, now this being of the future, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. Let's go to verse 24. And he's, oh, oh sorry, they're still going on. And his servants shall worship him, pray divine honors to him and into holy service. Next verse. They shall see his face. So they shall see his face. And his name shall be on their foreheads. And there shall be no more nights. They have no need for lamplight or sunlight, for the Lord God will illuminate them and be their light. And they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternities of eternities. So with me, they shall be their light. Go Isaiah 60 verse 1. Read this with me. Go to the New King James Version. New King James Version. Arise, and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. What is happening? John is having a vision, and he's seeing this vision of a city and a bride coming out of heaven. He's seeing a people that is perfect and mature, the church of heaven, the congregation of heaven, coming out as the bride of Christ. But Jesus is saying that you are my dwelling place. You are the place me and my Father will abide. Paul goes on, he says, for we are a new creation and we are able to see Jesus. The book of Corinthians, Paul is saying that when we look at the glory of the Lord, when we behold His glory, it is like looking into a mirror where we behold His glory and we are changed into that same image. So he's trying to say there's something about you that has been forgotten or that has been polluted and distorted by the church because there's a version about you, church, or there's a version about you for each believer here. As the Son of God, you are not the Christ, but you are the body of Christ. It is not I who are Christ, but we are Christ. When Paul says that Christ in me, the hope of glory, it says in the Greek, Christ in us. So we have been given the mind of Christ. Say with me, I receive this glory. Say, we have come to Mount Zion, a city of the living God, New Jerusalem. You have come, you are not going to go. You are already there. Do you know this is one of the verses that confuse theologians the most? 
when it comes to eschatology. Are you guys with me? Play the piano a little bit. I'm not hearing, still not hearing anything with that thing. Raise your hands to me wherever you are. Raise your hands to the Lord. Lebrasco avreke donoska redeske delabati and delabaye. Leroska avreke noska abreke denoske delabati and delabaye. Lavoska avreke deneska breke redoska delabaye. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, tonight we receive. We know that we are the city of the living God. We know that we are the dwelling place of your throne, the dwelling place of our Heavenly Father, that we are in you and you are in us and you will make your home in us. You will make your house in us. That we are the light of the world, the city on a hill. That we have come to a place, not Mount Sinai, a mountain of fire, but Mount Zion, a city of glory, the city of grace. We have come to New Jerusalem, which is your church the bride of Christ, the Lamb of God that was slain. There will be no nights. We are not of the nights, but we are of the day where the Lamb is the Son and the glory of God is the Son. Make me understand this revelation. Say with me, say Holy Spirit. Reveal this revelation. Open up your scriptures. Reveal Jesus in the scriptures to me that I may know my created identity. I believe where I walk, Christ walks. Where I talk, Christ talks. Where I am, God is there. I am your city.